Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm. My name is Tim Seckler. I am your host for uh, for our episode today and for the other episodes for that matter. Uh, and on the show, if you haven't listened to it before, if you haven't found us before, what we do is we talk about uh, all things estate planning, elder law. We talk about planning for young kids all the way up to planning for nursing home asset protection. So at the law firm, we do a number of different things. Um, we do wills and trusts for people. We do uh, powers of attorney, estate planning documents uh, such as those. Um, we also do post-death administration. When you lose a loved one, there's a there's um, often a bunch of work that needs to be done to make sure that the assets get in the right places and the taxes are paid and the family is kept informed and all the rest. So we do a fair amount of that work. The other work that we do is um, long-term care crisis work. And what I mean by long-term care crisis work is if someone ends up in a nursing home and um, – needs uh needs care and it looks like it's they're going to need the care for a while and i'm not talking about short-term rehab uh that care is awful expensive in pennsylvania it's a little bit over eleven thousand dollars a month to have uh to have nursing home level care and almost all of that is private pay you know most people don't realize that the uh the aarp recently put out a study uh that said that um what was it they have got it right here 70% 70% of adults, 70% of adults think that Medicare pays for long-term care. Medicare doesn't pay for long-term care, right? It, we all pay into this system, right, under the promise that when we get sick later in life, we're going to have health insurance, we're going to have health care coverage when we're retired, except for the fact that Medicare doesn't pay for the single biggest health care expense that seniors face, and that's that's the care associated with long-term care needs, like Parkinson's care or dementia care or stroke patient care that may end up in some sort of custodial long-term care. If you end up in those facilities, Medicare is not paying the bill. Medicare will pay for a short-term rehab stay in a nursing home, uh, but otherwise, uh, you're on your own. And and people find this out the hard way. And I can tell you, you know, what I want to talk about today is, is a family that came into the office not too, too long ago. We ended up doing some work for them, and I have their permission to tell the story. But the idea is that people, when 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 dad goes to a nursing home, when the decision is finally made, now whether the decision has been coming for a while or whether the decision is sort of an emergent one because perhaps dad has been in an accident or had a stroke and, and you know was fine one day and is not fine the next day, and now he needs that level of care, we find ourselves in a, in a, in a pretty stressful situation. And the way a nursing home admission goes is often um, the senior is in the hospital receiving some sort of acute care following a fall, following a wander event, following some sort of a medication mistake, or something. So they end up hospitalized. And then the family in conjunction with the social workers, the discharge planners end up making the decision that this person is going to need longer term help, uh, perhaps for the rest of their life, perhaps not, but we're going to discharge them to a skilled nursing facility. And then what happens behind the scenes is the, the discharge planners at the hospitals have contacts with the nursing homes and they have pretty good feel for where the good fits are. And, you know, this facility is good at this and this facility is good at that. 
and uh, this one doesn't have any vacancy, and that one does, right? So they're always sort of communicating. And the hospital will help find a suitable facility. Um, and then you end up in the, the, this facility, and the, uh, the first couple of weeks typically be okay because Medicare does pay for short-term rehab stay. But at some point in time, um, Medicare boots you off of coverage, and you end up as a private pay resident at an average of over what, $350 a day or so. And and so then families have to make a decision. Do we bring mom or dad home or do we pay the big price tag? Um, and so they make the decision as though it's an either or. Uh, either I have to pay privately or I have to bring dad home. But there is another option. And the other option is that we get some advice and we find out about uh, Medicaid and we find out about asset protection. And there are some things like it's unfortunate because there's there's times when uh, families know that mom needs to be in the in the nursing home. They know. They know that they're not doing a great job for mom at home. They know that mom would be safer in a nursing home. But they also know that it's twelve thousand dollars a month, and we can't afford it, right? And if we lose, if we if she goes, she's going to lose it all, and she's going to lose her house. And and mom doesn't want to lose her house. And and maybe dad's living in the house. And and so we, the long term care health system for seniors in this country. It puts families in a really, really difficult position where we have to decide between care and finances, where we have to decide between keeping the home that we raised the kids in and would like to give to them someday or having to sell it to pay for the nursing home. And, you know, when when I talk about this stuff, it's not the nursing home's fault. The nursing home, look, they provide service. I've got great relationships with a lot of nursing homes and a lot of the people in the nursing homes. And they are doing a wonderful job most of the time for most of their people. They're at least trying, all right? But the care, you know, the care is expensive. It's expensive to hire a whole bunch of staff. It's expensive to hire nurses. It's expensive to to have the facilities and, and meet the regulations and all the rest. So, look, the care gets expensive. And, yes, they make a profit, but they should make a profit. They're not doing, they're not doing it to not make a profit, right? So – but here we are. We're in a situation where it's expensive care. But the real problem in my mind isn't that the care is expensive. The care is expensive. Right? The real problem is that nobody pays for it. Right? It, it, Medicare should pay for this. In a perfect world, in a perfect system for our seniors, if you're over 65, the system wouldn't distinguish you as a heart patient from you as a stroke patient. They wouldn't, you know, they'd pay just the same if you had cancer or if you had Alzheimer's disease. But Medicare doesn't. Medicare pays for acute care. The acute care treated, you know, is typically associated with issues requiring hospitalization. Uh, chemotherapy, uh, hospital stays because of a heart attack, surgery. That stuff's paid for by Medicare. Yeah, coinsurance, co-pays, et cetera. But that stuff is paid for by Medicare. But if you've had the unfortunate incident, instead of having a heart attack, you had a stroke, or instead of having cancer, you end up with Alzheimer's disease, you're on your own. You are on your own if you need the nursing home at $11,000 a month. And again, according to the AARP, another statistic they put out is there's a 70% chance of someone over the age of 65 needing extended care, right? Um, and look, if in, and then the Alzheimer's Association says that um, one in three seniors will end up with dementia. One in three seniors ends up with dementia. That's just dementia. That's, that doesn't account for the other issues. And so what we have to do is we have to wrestle with the fact that we may need help. 
I may need help. I may need help in a nursing home. I may need help in my home. My preference would be to stay in my home. But I also pragmatically understand that there may be situations where that's just not possible. And I also don't want to be a major burden on my family and my kids. And if I need to go to the place, kids, you need to put me in the place, right? But if I have to do that, I would prefer not to lose all of my money, right? And and so, you know, there's a couple of ways to deal with the issue. The first is you plan ahead. Uh, we do our uh, we do our workshops, which is largely about protecting assets from long term care. You want more information about it? Go to secklerlawfirm.com. S e c h l e r lawfirm.com. You can register for a workshop. You can take the online course if coming to the workshop isn't for you. Uh, we have webinars uh, monthly. We just did one the other evening. We had a whole bunch of people on the webinar because everybody wants to know about this stuff. And so what we do during these educational events is I tell you the difference between powers of attorney and wills and trusts, and I teach you about Medicaid, and we we learn some tax laws together. And we go through all of the things that I think you need to know to, to at least begin the process of making estate planning decisions. And then we invite you in for a free consultation where we learn more about your family because during the thing you might you might leave the webinar or the the workshop thinking, "Yes, this is the trust that I want or or all I want is this will." But then when we sit down and we actually go through your stuff, we may uncover that no no no, maybe you don't want to go that route, maybe you want to go this route. Because this stuff is complicated, and you need to work with folks that do it full-time. Like, it, it really makes me nervous when families say, oh, I've got a lawyer friend. He wrote my will. Okay, but does he actually write wills? Like, I, I'm a lawyer. I can do divorces. But believe me, you do not want me doing your divorce. I could walk into the courthouse and file for someone's divorce today. There's no additional requirement other than I have a law license. But that doesn't mean I should be doing it. I don't know anything about doing that. There are people that know things about doing that. And if you are concerned about protecting assets from the nursing home, you should work with somebody that does that. Okay. Now, uh, check out the work- workshops. Check out the webinars. You can you can take the Life and Legacy course that we have for free on our website. Just go to secklerlawfirm.com and you'll find it uh, under the workshops tab. And, uh, and I think you'll find the information helpful and useful. And, uh, and then uh, we offer you a free consult. So there you go. Um, after that, okay, the other type of case that we see are folks that did not plan ahead. All right? So we do a significant amount of work where we are referred cases from some nursing homes or people have heard the radio show or they've seen my stuff in the paper or, or whatever, and they find us and they'll call us and they'll say, well, you know, um, mom just went in the nursing home and uh, dad is the healthier spouse. Dad is out in the community and he's uh, doing well, but we're paying $12,000 a month. Uh, is there anything you can do to help us? And and this is where I want to tell you the story that I, I hope is a, is a lesson for somebody that's listening today and, and that this doesn't happen to you. Um, I had a family come in not too long ago, and mom had been in the nursing home for uh, for a little over three years. And <clears throat> they had been paying privately all along. All right? uh, the family had gone through <clears throat> in this three years. They, they had written checks to the nursing home for over $350,000 over the, the preceding three years. And I, uh, I'm looking at it, and it, it's just painful to me it, it, because this happens. 
And we're looking over the finances, and it's a married case. Dad is healthy. He's living at home, and and frankly, he's very healthy. He's probably going to live a long time, and now he's got to do it without these retirement savings. And and, um, more than half their money's gone, and and, um, he comes in, and uh, he had heard something, and uh, what what can you do for me, right? Well, you know, we we analyzed the situation, and this isn't the same for everybody, but we took a look at the situation, we said... Sir, I, we can protect the rest of your money. We can we can have your your wife eligible for Medicaid real soon. You know, maybe next month. And he just kind of sat there and he looked at me. He goes, "You know the you mean the bill goes away? You know the eleventh? Well, the bill doesn't completely go away. Her social security check, her income may still have to go to the nursing home, but yeah, the the bulk of the bill goes away." And he's sitting there thinking. And he goes. Could you have done that for me three years ago? And we said, yeah, yeah. I, I wish we would have met you three years ago because the result would have been the same. We could have done the same thing. The technique is the same. And we probably could have protected a whole bunch of money um, from your your wife's battle with dementia had you reached out three years ago. And it, as it as it kind of set in on him that had he picked up the phone a couple of years prior, he wouldn't have lost over three hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. And and he he looks at me and he goes, "Why didn't anyone tell me?" And <clears throat> I, uh, I I tried to lighten the mood and I joked a little bit and I said, "Well, you know, I, I've been trying to tell you on the radio and and <laughs> uh, and in all my advertising and and there's others trying to tell you too, but." You know, the, the real answer is this. People, when, when you, you go through this process of going into a nursing home, you deal with folks at the nursing home. Now, the folks at the nursing home, by and large, most nursing homes, most folks that work in the nursing home, get into that business because they want to take care of you. They get in the business because they want to do what's in your best interest. Uh, and so they'll talk to you and they'll ask you about your finances. And then they'll say something like, well, you don't currently qualify for Medicaid. You've got too much money. So you're going to become a private pay resident. Okay. Now, if you've got lower money and they look at it and they think that you are qualified for Medicaid, they'll tell you that too. And then they'll tell you, well, you may want to do some things. Or they may tell you you want to go speak to a lawyer. Um, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes the person that's working there is new. Sometimes the person that's working there doesn't know. Sometimes the person that is working there um, has been told by her boss not to say those things. And, and, and I don't think that happens as much as it used to. It used to be the case that uh, some of these residential facilities really didn't want – uh, families getting to Medicaid. Uh, and I guess there's probably still some of them out there. But a lot of the communities will tell you, look, you know, this is going to cost you $130,000 a year, but there are some things you could do. You, you should go talk to somebody. Uh, and and that's why we get a lot of referrals from, from nursing homes. And, you know, but I can tell you, they don't all know. The people that are working there, the social workers, the billing office, they don't know this stuff. Just like I don't know how to do social work, right? And, and so um, we do... Uh, lunch and learns for nursing homes. Now, during COVID, uh, we, we switch it to webinars and, and whatnot, but we will go probably monthly, we'll go to a new nursing home and educate their billing office and their social workers and their nurses and their administrator and say, look, you know, you probably have people in here right now that that could position their assets in a different way and qualify for, for benefits. Um, and here's the techniques that we use, and then we'll teach them some things. And oftentimes, not the ones we've been working with for a while, and, and a lot of the nursing homes have seen what we do elsewhere, uh, you know, with other families. But sometimes you get these looks on your face like, oh, my goodness, I, I didn't know you could do that. 
And then they'll look at each other and they'll say, well, that's that's the Jones family. Or they'll look at each other and they'll say, you know, oh, man, we could have helped Miss Marshall that way or, or something like that. Right. Because you can see that they didn't know what they didn't know. And they thought that the person had to be a private pay resident. They didn't know that there was techniques. Now, most of these people know some things. They know you're allowed to have a house and a car. But even for single people, that's kind of a fallacy. Um, and so they'll, they'll say, well, you can go do a funeral arrangement. And they do what we call the low-hanging fruit, the, the things that really can't get them in any trouble for telling you that. And, um, and it's the simple stuff. You don't really need a, a lawyer to go buy a, a car. You don't need a lawyer to go buy a funeral arrangement. But when it gets a little bit more advanced than that, when the family has a little bit more money, this is a legal problem. If, if any other creditor were coming after you and your family for eleven, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars a month, don't you think you'd go see someone? Right? Don't you think you'd go ask and say, "Hey, uh, my heating bill's eleven thousand dollars this month. This doesn't seem right. Can you look into this for me?" Now, that's an exaggeration. It's not like providing long-term care is the same as buying gas. But the point is, when when a dollar, when an expense hits a certain dollar figure, a lot of people should be asking questions. But in the long-term care setting, they don't. They've either been told by the Medicaid office they don't qualify, or they've been told by the billing office that they don't qualify, or they're ashamed that they had to put mom in the nursing home in the first place, and so they're afraid. They don't want to talk about it. They're afraid to ask for help. They're, you know, there's there's guilt associated with the admission of of a loved one to a long-term care facility, and people just sort of clam up. But what I implore you to do is to consider the fact that a nursing home admission is a legal problem. It is. You're in a complex set of laws. You're, you're in a new situation that you don't understand. Um, you know, we, we, we all kind of understand health insurance. If you're on Medicare and you go to the doctor's office, you, you kind of understand how that works. But you have no idea how Medicaid works. Medicaid has asset and income limitations that are quite harsh, uh, and but there are rules, and then there are exceptions to the rules, and there are exceptions to the exceptions of the rules, right? Um, and, you know, a, a few years ago, uh, there was a federal judge out of Philadelphia who was asked to interpret a, a provision of the Medicaid Act, right? So somebody had applied for benefits, had been denied, they appeal it, they get it in the court system, they get in front of this federal judge, out of Philadelphia, and the guy called the Medicaid Act, he said a couple of things about it, but the, the one that I found most humorous is that he called it an aggravated assault on the English language, right? That's Medicaid. And what this judge is saying is he's saying, look, I'm a federal judge. I'm supposed to be a pretty smart person. I don't know if this person is eligible for Medicaid. How is a 90-year-old with dementia supposed to understand these rules? And, and you know, in, in that comment, I think what he's saying, and, it, you know, judges don't outwardly say this, but People, people must be getting hosed here a little bit. People, th this, <clears throat> this shouldn't be the way that this system works. And, and my entire law firm began based on the idea that this shouldn't be the way it is. We shouldn't be treating seniors this way. We shouldn't have these harsh rules that makes a, that makes a, a, a wife go broke and lose her money and lose her home because her husband has Alzheimer's disease. It's entirely out of his control. Listen, three of my four grandparents had dementia. If I'm on the dementia train, I can't get off. There hasn't really been new meaningful treatment, as I understand it, in like 17 years to treat this stuff. Now, there's 
there's new stuff and there's new research and there's a lot of smart people working on this issue. But as far as I can tell, if I'm destined for dementia, there's not a ton I can do about it. Yes, I can exercise. Yes, I can eat right. Yes, those things help. But um, but I'm not sure that there's anything that you can do that says, well, if I just eat uh, eat clean, I'm not going to get dementia, right? But what I can do is I can understand the financial impacts of having dementia. I can make it clear what my care desires are. I want to stay home, but if it becomes a burden on my wife, I, I, I get it. I might have to leave. Um, but if I have to leave, I want to know that my wife is going to be financially secure. I want to know that I can leave a legacy. I didn't work for 50 years to lose my life savings to Alzheimer's disease. I didn't I didn't build this. I didn't I didn't keep this house. I didn't make the mortgage payments. I didn't do all of this just to lose it all when I pass away. I either want to enjoy my retirement dollars or if I can't enjoy my retirement dollars or if I have a few extra retirement dollars, I want those to get to my kids. I don't want them to go to this government system that makes me go broke. Okay? So what can you do about it? Well, look, uh, at the Seckler Law Firm, um, we are a what what I consider to be an education first law firm. We educate you for free. That's what this radio show is all about: is just letting you know there's some things you don't know about, and maybe you should. Okay, if you want to know more information about planning ahead for long term care, you should come to one of our live workshops, which we're doing again. We have them in uh, in Mars, just off the Cranberry Exit of seventy nine. Um, really easy to get to. Nice big room. We'll separate you uh, well from the other people in there, and uh, we can have uh, we can have a good event. And you can come and ask all the questions you want, or you can attend one of our live webinars, which we have monthly. Uh, and you can find that information at secklerlawfirm.com. S e c h l e r lawfirm.com, or you can give us a ring. The phone number is seven two four eight four one one three nine three. And uh, and we'll get you set up. So on our workshops tab, in fact, you're going to find some pre-recorded stuff. You can find uh, the Life and Legacy course, which is designed to to help you stay at home and work through some of these issues. You know, get the education, and while you work through the course, um, you'll have the opportunity to um, to answer some questions. You know, name your power of attorney and and work through the stuff, so that by the time we sit down and have a conversation about your estate plan. You've already made sort of the 30,000-foot decisions, right? And then what we need to do is we need to boil that down and, and, uh, and say, okay, I get what, we, what we're doing here, but maybe you should consider this or maybe you should consider that, and, uh, and we can make some recommendations. Okay, so um, take the Life and Legacy course if you want to plan ahead for this stuff. Uh, if you have a loved one in a nursing home, and the story that I was telling you registers uh, with you, about wanting or needing to protect money or if you're concerned that you know maybe there's somebody listening to this right now who is contemplating mom needs to go into the nursing home but we don't understand what we're getting ourselves into here i don't know the rules i know it's expensive Uh, medicare medicaid like there's people searching for this stuff on the internet right now if you want some information about how this stuff works uh, go to my website. One, there's a there's a whole bunch of blog articles. I like to write articles, and there's a lot of them on there. Um, the second thing is you can check out the the Medicaid workshop um, on the workshops tab of the, the lawsuit. There's a couple of things that you can click on and, and watch pre recorded information, and I, that's a long one. I think that's a, over an hour of a workshop, but I, we take a deep dive on. Um, 
how Medicaid really works. We take a deep dive on some of the techniques that are available to protect assets, even if you've already been sick, even if you already have a loved one in a nursing home. It's not too late. So people understand this thing about like the five-year rule. If, I, if you want to do stuff, you got to do it five years ahead of time. Well, that's a rule. But remember, rules have exceptions, and there might be some other things that we could do to, uh, uh, to protect the money even within the five years. So go to secularlawfirm.com. Um, and check it out and, uh, and register for whichever education event works for you. I'd like to see you in person if you want to, uh, if you want to plan ahead. But if planning ahead uh, is you think that's too late, maybe check out the, uh, the Medicaid workshop or, um, or just give us a call. If you've got a loved one in a nursing home, we do free consultations uh, and, uh, and try to figure out, one, is this a family that we can help? Uh, and two, um, is uh is it is it a right fit you know we don't work with every single family that reaches out to us because sometimes you know it's just not a right fit for one reason or another so give us a call we'd like to meet you we'd like to see if we can help before i sign off here this weekend i would love to give uh my wife a compliment okay now uh, robin has been on the show before if you listen she has a book and it's uh it's a book about um it's called how to change the light bulbs when I'm gone. It's a book about after, and it's a it's a fascinating way to leave your family instructions on the things that you know that they don't. For example, how to winterize the home, where the accounts are, what's the accountant's phone number, what's the plumber's phone number, and all of those things that uh, that you know that your family members don't. And she she created this book because her father, when he passed away, left one. Uh, for his wife, and it was it was a, a, an extremely meaningful thing to have done. So you can find uh, this book on Amazon.com right now. It's called How to Change the Light Bulbs When I'm Gone uh, by Robin Seckler. It is currently on Prime, so free shipping for you. So check that out. And listen, I thank you for listening this week. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.